You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, how to manifest your dreams, an interview with Cha Jones. You are listening to the Purpose of Money podcast, a podcast where we talk about ways to build wealth and create more freedom in your life today. I am your host, Aquania Escarnet. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. If you're here for the first time, I want to say thank you for listening. If you're returning, I appreciate your continued support. I really hope you've been enjoying the podcast. Today, we're going to have a special interview with Cha Jones. She's going to talk about the power of manifestation and how she's used it in her life to fulfill her dreams. I really hope you enjoy the episode. If you think anyone else could use this information, Please make sure to share it with friends and family, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast. I appreciate all of you for being listeners, supporting the podcast, and supporting my blog at thepurposeofmoney.com. Hey, welcome back to the Purpose of Money podcast. I'm so excited. Today's guest is Cha Jones. Cha is an inspiring and motivating international speaker, expatriate coach, and author of Every Girl Needs Her Pearls and the new urban international migration. She is also the founder and chief executive officer of Expat Women of Color. As a self-proclaimed nomadic chick, she's lived and worked in South Korea for over three years, traveled to countries like China, Japan, Malaysia, Hong Kong, and the Dominican Republic. Her traveling stories and advice can be found on blogs such as Women of Color Living Abroad, The Nomadic Chick, My Soul to Soul, and Black Atlas. Oh, this is so exciting. This is going to be a really good conversation. Child, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention this in the bio, but we're actually going to take some time today to talk about your latest venture. You can manifest a six-week guided dream goal journal that you just created. And I'm so excited to dive into that. But before we tell listeners about how they can manifest their dreams, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Well, you already said I'm a coach. And so I'm not just an expat coach. I also do transformation coaching as well as intercultural coaching, which basically means that I work with individuals who, as an expat, are moving from one country to the other, and they're trying to culturally adapt or get an understanding. Also, I help them figure out, like people who have never lived abroad, maybe haven't even really traveled, how to do it. And then in transformation, I just really help people get from A to Z, best way that they know how, and find out the different ways that they can actually navigate um, living on purpose. And then as the intercultural coach, I work with organizations, mostly Fortune 500 companies who are sending people from one country to the next country to do a global assignment. And normally those are three to five years, normally uprooting their whole entire family. So I work with the families just to make sure um, that they are culturally adjusted, that they know how to work the norms of the business as well as the culture. And so um, I do that. And then I'm also a new mom. So I have that new title as boy mom. (laughs) I love it. I am a mom of two boys myself. And I think it is a special woman that has to bring into this world young men and have the energy to chase after all things they want to do. 
Right. So welcome and congratulations for that. This is a special way of motherhood, I guess you can call it. I love what you said. So you are really helping promote cultural adaptability for people who are for the first time or maybe uh, for a longer period of time traveling overseas. I know a lot of people can do a week vacation at hotels and resorts, but when you talk about relocating to a new country, that can come with a lot of anxiety as well as things to do, culture to learn and things to be more aware of. Trust me, as a diplomat who's lived overseas a couple of times, I can tell you no move is the same and no culture is identical. So it does take some preparation. So I love the fact that you're helping people with that. What inspired you to pursue that line of work? I don't think it was inspired per se. Um, I've always been very diplomatic in the sense that I really like different people and I like being able to find the common ground for everybody so that everybody is happy. Um, And that's difficult when you're dealing with people, especially different people from different personalities to different social economics to you know, different cultures. But I've always been, even when I go back to thinking as a child, I always was that child that I could not really play both sides, but I definitely could like the bad kids, (laughs) the good kids, (laughs) the smart kids, the not so smart kids. I was always the one in the middle of like, no, but we can all play together. And I just think that it kind of helps me um, morph into the person that I am today. But more importantly, when I um, talking about manifesting, I manifested my experience in Korea. I literally sat on my couch one day and uh, this was like 2008, I guess. Yeah, it was 2008. And I was literally sitting on my couch and Barack Obama had just became president and all things looked great, but we were also about to go through an economic crisis and I had been laid off and I just got my uh, coaching certification and I was doing um, emotional intelligence coaching and everything was working, but it wasn't. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) there has to be more to life. And I literally laid down and before I went to sleep, I was like, I really want to see the world. And I put that out there and I said it out loud. It was just me and my, you know, apartment in South, uh, Charlotte at the time. And I put that out there, fell asleep and literally woke up five hours later. And when I checked my email, um, I had a recruiter had contacted me and said, hey, we saw your resume online. We thought that you would be a good fit for this experience. Could you check it out and let us know? And I looked at it and was like, you gotta be kidding. Like who goes to a whole foreign country and work like this? Like this is not real. So I looked at the website, did my research. And I was like, the only thing I really knew about Korea was MASH. I used to watch that as a kid (laughs) before I went to bed. And I was like, the Korean War, that's literally all I knew. And I was like, yeah. And, And I knew that they had the Olympics in Seoul. And so I was like, yeah, now I'm good. And I deleted it. And because I had put that out in the universe, I believe that it came right back because I deleted it. Two days later, my girlfriend calls me. She's like, sit down. 
you're about to think I'm crazy, but you're the only other person that I know who is as crazy who would do this. And I'm like, oh my God, what is she concocted now? And she's like, no, 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 listen, I applied a couple weeks ago to go work in Japan. I was like, Japan, who does that? And so she was like, listen, I got accepted, but I can go with a partner. And so you can come and be my partner. And I was like, so what am I going to do? And she was like, you're going to do what I'm going to do. And I was like, that is, and she was like, teach. And I was like, I'm not a teacher. Like I'm, I'm a regional marketing coordinator. Like I, I coordinate marketing adventures and put up shops and that's what I do. <laughs> but you're also a trainer. And I was like, yeah, but I don't teach who, who am I teaching? She's like, kids. I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I went, my undergrad was in um, elementary education. I was like, yeah, no, I did that in AmeriCorps <laughs> and it was the worst. It was the best and worst experience of my life. So I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And so she's like, no, look, just look at the information. So she sends it to me. I look at it and I'm like, whatever. So I go ahead and apply. The lady calls me the next day and she was like, listen, um, can we do our, your interview now? I think you're a great candidate. And I was like, sure. So we do the interview. And when we get done, she was like, I, I'm going to forward you to a school. And I think this would be great. However, can't do Japan. Would you be willing to go to Korea? And I was like, literally like, what what's the coincidence in that and I was like I don't believe in coincidence I believe in synchronicity so all right let's go with it obviously the universe is sending me to Korea and there's something that is in Korea for me because it showed up and this is the second time this week and what's the odds so we'll play the lottery and we'll go to Korea and and you won I was in Korea Wow. That's amazing. And I love how (laughs) you continue to resist (laughs) the path in which you were clearly going. And then you finally got on board with life. So that's awesome. And I love the way you presented the example because it wasn't, like you said, a lot of people don't believe in coincidence. Like it's all meant to be. It's just a matter of you getting on board. And so you had an email immediately after you went to sleep and said, I want to see the world. And a friend who you trusted presented it to you as well. So you were more open to the idea. But then what she presented you wasn't even an option. And then Korea's back on the table. So tell us a little bit about your experience in Korea. We said you were there for three years, correct? Mm -hmm. What is it that you loved most about living abroad? And what is it that you liked the least? So... It, it is so funny because like literally, and, and this is part of manifestation and, or, or my belief on how manifestation has always worked in my life. And I've been going, or I've known about manifestation like my entire life. My mother, you know, she's a black mom and, you know, you pray about it, you wait, you put it out there, you let it go. It comes to you. That's, that's how she taught it. And I was like, what? Who does this? <laughs> but when when the secret came out a few years back, when they started talking about, it, I was like, that's that's you just ask God. That's that's prayer and faith. <laughs> I was like, this ain't no secret. That's a secret. <laughs> I waited all this time for that. But <laughs> my experience in Korea 
it all lined up. Like I literally showed up in Korea, like not knowing anything other than what I had researched on my own, didn't have any cultural understanding uh, other than what I made, you know, assumption of or what I had watched on YouTube. And you have to think about this is like in 2008, 2009. And like, all of the technology that we have now, we were like on the brink of that, or it just like had started. Like Facebook was like not even a year old for mainstream. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) all of that played a part because it made it a little bit easier to adjust because I still could tap into Skype. I could um, and people, it's funny because sling is like really big now and you can just like, everybody has sling. Well, at that time you had to have a sling box mm-hmm. and you had to hook it up to your computer at somebody's house in the States and then have, um, a piece that was connected to your computer and you could tap into sling and you could tap into that house in the U S. And so I would turn on and off the TV, scare people who would come <laughs> to my aunt's house and you know, all of this was happening. <laughs> so I was on the brink of technology. And now that seems like ages ago, like dinosaur stuff. But at that time, everything was new. So my experience in Korea was eye-opening. But I learned that once I got to Korea, like they were light years ahead of us in technology. So I was like, you can order food at the subway and by the time you get home, it's at your house. Like, what? what is this? And they had mopeds that they would do deliveries of um, McDonald's. And I didn't even eat McDonald's. But I was like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> I got off the plane with like open eyes. And I think one of the things that was really important, and I tell everybody who's going to go live in a different culture is that you have to be open to the opportunity. When you, like you talked about resist, when you resist, you stop not only only your blessings, but you make everything difficult. And so I went to Korea very open, like, you know what, I'm not here to manipulate anything. I'm going to allow, I'm just going to allow as things come up, I'm just going to say yes to them. And I'm not going to be like, "Mm." Now, food was challenging because I I don't eat, at the time I didn't eat beef, I don't eat pork, and I'm finicky about smells, like things that stink, not so good. <laughs> I would like. So it was very challenging because everything they had had pork, and the smell of pork just makes me sick. I instantly get a migraine in my head, like pounds for a, a day, and so I'm walking through you know, town and all I smell is pork. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not going to do it. But I kept saying, I'm going to say, yes, I'm just going to go through the experience. So Korea was actually very easy because I was saying yes. And even when I would have challenges, I would be like, okay, what is this here to teach me versus what did you come at me like? Or I can't believe I'm going through this. I would just be like, what is this? here to teach me? What do I need to get out of my way to, to, accept and receive this. And things just got easier. I met the right people. Like literally two days in, I got on the subway, went to some form, no cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Don't nobody know where I'm at. (laughs) I have no way of communicating. I just got an email with some directions and I followed the directions and met a group of people. And we went on an adventure and they were like, how long have you been here? I was like, oh, two days. They were like, 
and you already came out, no cell phone, no way of nothing. Like, what if we weren't here? We missed each other. Like, well, I would have explored this subway station. <laughs> so I just kept saying yes. And, and the experiences kept getting better. And I kept showing up and the experiences kept showing up and the right people kept showing up. And that's the thing. When you say yes to life, then life will present you all the things that you need to help move you and um, direct you in the right direction. And when you quit saying yes, when you quit or when you when you stop saying yes and you start resisting, that's where things start to happen and you have those mishaps or miscommunications or just just things that fall apart. That's what happens. And so Korea for me was great. And it I never intended to come back to the United States. That's a whole nother story. Um, I feel like I got bamboozled. <laughs> but um, I never intended to come back. And I love the culture. I even loved like my very hard times because I did have some hard times in Korea where I was just like, really? Like these people are coming at me like this. Then I had to be like, no, what am I here to learn? And then it would just kind of subside and I would learn something and keep moving. I love it. And I appreciate you being honest that not all of your experiences abroad will be roses and wonderful, but mindset really helps you refocus on that situation and make the best out of it. So it sounds like it's not just about positive thinking, but also an open mindset, even in the midst of the unknown. You literally moved to a foreign country. You had no idea what to expect. You didn't even know where you were going in some cases, and you still maintained the open mindset. I'm going to embrace this experience, this opportunity, and see where life leads me. So I do think that's really important because... For you, you're basically saying that is what sets the foundation for other opportunities to present themselves. And that's how you really get to manifesting the life you want. So let's talk about that and how it led to where you are now, where you were able to create You Can Manifest. What specifically inspired this book at this time? Because you've written before. And what is it that you want to accomplish through this journal? Yeah. So for this particular journal, it was really intentional um, because several things. I sat down and was like, okay, what's my purpose? Like, and I I think you have to continue to reevaluate what your purpose is because you start off with one purpose. And then as you morph into this person, then things change and you change. And so you then need to reevaluate. Okay. So not that this isn't part of my purpose, but my purpose has changed and now I have to change. And so once I came back from Korea, which was not again intended, I then had to be intentional about how do I shift and repatriation for a lot of people was very difficult because, and it's not something that people talk about and companies aren't really even good at it. Like, Still today, Fortune 500 companies are not really good at it. Now, the government and the military are great at it. But for companies, they just send you back and be like, okay, you came from that country. You know how to adapt. I'm different. (laughs) 
so coming back is totally different because now these people are foreign to me, even though we share the same blood. They don't know me like I know me and I don't know them because they've had time to change and morph into different human beings as well. So coming back was extremely difficult. Once I did come back and I started to move and shake, I guess, like normal, um, I started to think about things differently. And so that's when I started Expat Women of Color and we're helping women move abroad as well as get the education that they need as far as culturally um, being sound and being respectful of cultures when they went in. Um, and then some other things changed. And then I found myself in a position where I was like, okay, now what's next? And I had put on conferences and, and was you know, doing some different things and got to a point I sat down and I was like, you know what, what do I do? Well, I manifest, I've been manifesting since the the beginning of time, (laughs) my time. And so I'm going to write about this. And my girlfriends had been asking, it was like, you know how to manifest like nothing else. Like when you say I'm going to do such and such, it happens. So why don't you get that space? And I was like, that's not my lane. Like totally not my lane. And they were like, no, but it is. So once I quit resisting and I sat down and I started writing about it, I started thinking about like, literally I had, um, read, I think was it 2015 or 16? I can't remember. So I just read the book. Um, Sandra Rhymes wrote the year of yes. And I was saying yes to everything that came my way. And so at this point, um, I just got a diagnosis of diabetes and I was like, not on my watch. I'm not doing this. And so I told the doctor, look, I'm not going to take your medicine. Give me 90 days and I'll come back. And she was like, okay, I'll give you 90 days, but this is serious. And I was like, yeah, all right. So I went home and I was like, look, I'm not, I don't accept this. I do not have diabetes. I'm not accepting this. I'm going to move forward with my life, but I'm going to change my life. And literally I started to manifest being whole and healthy. And I kept telling myself every morning when I woke up, I don't have this. Like I'm healthy. I'm whole. I said that on my way to the gym. I said that when I got home and I was eating my berries. I like literally changed my whole entire diet. I didn't eat any meat. I didn't eat any carbs. I checked the sugar count and carb counts on everything. If it had more than 12 grams, I didn't eat it. And I just literally changed my life. And that was like starting this whole process of like, I'm literally going to be intentional about how I manifest everything in my life. And at, at that time, I was transitioning and was like, okay, I'm going to start looking for a full-time job because I actually want to move from where I am and things, not that they weren't working, they just weren't working like I wanted them to work. And I was getting tired and I was like, I don't feel like I'm in the right place anymore. And so literally I manifested like my perfect job. If I was going to work for somebody, this, it needs to be perfect. And so I went out to Berkeley got a job at Berkeley and I was like, ah, I'm so excited. But things started to, to shift and they offered me something. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> and so I came to a point where I had to like sit down and be like, okay, if this is my perfect job and it's coming to me in an imperfect way. 
how did I manifest this? So I did everything. I sat down and I was like, okay, no, 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 I'm at the brink of everything. But then I also had to realize that in manifesting, you manifest, you attract what you are. And so when they started coming to me with certain things, I was like, I got to know my purpose and I have to know who I am and I have to be in alignment with me. And even though this is appearing to be perfect and it appears, I've said yes to everything up until this point. And now I'm going to be like, no, (laughs) because this is not ideal for me. This is going to put me in a very bad situation. And so I rejected their offer and came back with a different offer. I was like, okay, great. And then I read the fine print and I was like, no, this is not good. (laughs) So I went back to them and I said, listen, I, I can accept these things, but it needs to come like this. And if we can do this, we can move forward. And they came back and said, nope. And I was like, okay, what does this mean? <laughs> and literally, um, it meant that I needed to say yes to me. And it meant that as I was manifesting, I also had to understand that there are going to be things that present themselves that look like everything I want, but are not. And it's here to test me. And so I was like, no. And literally, I'm still going through this whole thing with the the healthcare issue. And I go back to the doctor 90 days later, after I say no to this thing. And she was like, it's not there. I was like, work. Okay, goodbye. (laughs) I was like, great. And then literally, a phone call came the next week and my girlfriend in DC was like, listen, come to DC. We can get everything that you want to do started in DC. And I literally said, yes, came to DC. And then I didn't know what my next steps was. Weeks later, uh, an old professor from my grad institute called me and said, hey, um, I have this opportunity. It's filling with expats. I want you to come in and consult on this project. I was like, oh, okay. She was like, the only caveat is that you have to be in DC. And I was like, well, great, because I'm already in DC. <laughs> like, that works. How about be in my office on Tuesday? And I was like, okay, I can do that. And then things started to work out. But the thing was, I had to be aware that what was being presented, even though it looked like everything I wanted it to, when it started to feel wrong, and then that your gut is like, mm, that's not going to work out. Not like I intended then you have to step back. And so you, if people get it twisted that as they're manifesting, they think, well, everything's supposed to show up just like I want it to. It will. But if you're not ready for certain things, then you'll hit that bump in the road. And it's just to test you. It's not to say you can't have it. It's to say, is this really how I'm aligning? Or should I step back and be like, okay, I really want that. And the other thing about a manifesting, there's a point where you have to detach and anything that you're attached to doesn't really work out. So you have to detach and say, you know what? Mm, I'm going to allow things to happen. I'm going to allow. And the allowing part will then align you again. And then the things start showing up just like the DC showed up and then the things just kept adding. And then eventually when that contract was over, Another ideal job that was very aligned to the first one showed up and it was perfect and everything just kind of worked out. And so my girlfriend came to me and was like, you know, you really are a great manifester. You should write about it. And I was like, not my wheelhouse, not really. That's not what I'm trying to do. Again, resisting. And then you get that call that's like, okay, 
I'm going to sit down and do it. And when I started thinking about how I got to DC, how I manifested and literally how I manifested my child, because I sat down and was like, I'm ready universe. I want this, but I don't think I was ready all the other times I asked you. So now I'm ready. And if it's your will, and I started talking to my child as if he was here. Now I thought I was talking to a little girl that, but that's a whole nother story. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, if you're ready, I'm ready. And I am willing to bring you forward if it is the right time for you to enter this world. And literally 30 days later, I was pregnant. And I was like, what wow. the, who, who does that? And so when they asked me to write about it, it was after all these things had happened. Then I sat down last year and started to think about how do I manifest and what is missing for people to pull the links? Because yeah, the secret was great um, and it touched on certain things, but I had to go back to my black mama who, when I, you know, my first job, she was like, okay, what did you say you wanted to do? And I was like, my friends work at Burger King. And she was like, okay, but you said you'll never. And I did. I said, I never will work at fast food. It's just like, so why would you now resort back to doing something that you said you would never do? And I was like, well, because they all have jobs and I don't. And she was like, well, that's their lane. You can't be in somebody else's lane. And I was like, but mom, I want money to go to the mall. She was like, have you stopped going to the mall? And I was like, no. She was like, so you okay? And I was like, <laughs> she's like, where do you want to work? And it was this like um, box store, like it was like a Target, Walmart, whatever. And I wanted to work there. And she was like, okay, go apply. And I said, but I applied twice. And she was like, okay, I'm not worried about that. Apply again. But this is what you're going to do. You're going to apply. You're going to come home. You're going to pray about it right before you go to sleep every day for the five, next five days. And then you're going to let it go. And if it does not happen within the next couple days after that, then, then you can go work at Burger King with everybody else. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this ain't going to work because this is that old church stuff, right? <laughs> she was like, it ain't got nothing to do with church. She was like, you got to have faith. She was like, whatever it is that you want, you can have. And she was like, don't ever try to have something somebody else has because that's not for you. What is for you is for you, but you have to ask for it. And then you have to believe that it's yours. And then you have to put it out there. And then you have to let it go because you have to trust that it's coming back to you. And I was like, <sighs> so my 13, 14 year old stuff was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> so, but I did it. And I did it so haphazardly, like, all right, yeah, all right. And I wasn't attached to it. So I was like, I'm going to go through the steps and whatever. And literally the third day in, I got a call. That's when they used to call you and be like, hey, <laughs> um, can you come in for this interview? I came in for the interview. After the interview, I did a test. And they literally was like, you're hired. And then I went on to, to training the next week. And I had the job. And I was like... My mom would be knowing what she's talking about. <laughs> and it was years. It was like literally when the secret came, this was like two, two decades later, that I'm sitting here watching this. I was like, that's having faith. And so the question about how did, how and why 
am I writing this book now is really because it's what I experienced. And I know that there are people who struggle with it. I have clients that come in literally, they're like, I want to be in Tanzania by next year, but I don't think it's going to happen. And I need this, that, that. And then they start telling me all the reasons why it can't happen. Well, it's no, it's not going to happen because you already said it's not. And <laughs> you put all these barriers. So you have to get out your way. And then I have to teach them how to accept it again and to speak it into existence and to be very mindful and intentional about what they want. And so that's why I'm excited about this book because not only is it something that I want to write about is something that I experience, And I'm not just telling people what I think can happen. I'm telling people what I know for sure. When I sit down and am very intentional about what I want, it will come to manifest because I'm intentional about it. And I'm knowing, and it's not, I'm willing it to happen. I'm allowing it to happen. And that's important. I love that. And I love that you make it clear. It's about intentional action. And I'm telling you, mamas always know best. So (laughs) even when we try to deny what they're saying is true, we know the right thing to do. And you put forth effort, even as a 13, 14 year old girl and saw what could happen. And then as an adult, you've just continued to manifest and manifest and manifest. And I love it. So guys, her journal, You Can Manifest, is available on Amazon. And I will include more details on how you can get your own copy in my show notes. Make sure to click on the link and check it out. It's a great book that kind of walks you through the day's each day and how you can manifest. And it's a six week guided journal. So give yourself the time and focus so that you can get through it and then manifest your dreams. So child, before we go, I want you to please share with listeners how they can contact you, whether it be on your website or social media. Sure. So they can go to my website, which is Simple Child Jones. So it's www.childjones, that's C-H-A-J-O-N-E-S. Com. Um, and there it would give you links to my Facebook, but you can also reach me on Facebook, same um, Child Jones or author Child Jones at Facebook. Um, and I have a group, Expat Women of Color. It's on Facebook as well for those who are interested in learning how to move abroad or connect with other women in different countries. And last time we checked, it was like 5,000. 463 people that are living in, uh, at the time, it was like 32 different countries. And I think it's now up to 40 countries. So it's a great way to connect and network with women of color. Um, And it does not mean that you have to be black. Um, There are Asians, there are Filipinos, there are Africans, there there are different cultures within the group. And then you can also on Wednesday, every Wednesday at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I do ladies and lunch. And it's also a networking um, opportunity where I interview or have a presenter uh, talk about their experience during this COVID-19 pandemic where things have changed. So we have to have a new norm. And normally I would have like a brunch or lunch or something, but can't have that in person. So I took it online where women can um, share their expertise, talk about what they're good at, 
and where mothers who are experiencing something totally different can talk about their experiences. So it's, it's from the mother perspective, it's from the working woman perspective, it's from the entrepreneurial um, perspective, um, but it's, it's for women to celebrate themselves and to learn how to move differently in our new normal. And so that's Ladies and Lunch on um, Facebook and then just Child Jones. I love it. And I love the fact that you are adapting to the new normal and trying to help empower women at the same time. If I remember correctly, we met because of a conference of yours. It was Ladies Lipstick and Luggage. It was. Actually, we met before that. We met right. through Expat Women in Color. And I right. did. we did a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing uh, Nomadic Chick. And then you came to Nashville and I met you while you were working and um, networked that way. And then when I did the conference, you became a speaker. Yes. So you're doing it and I love it. You're adapting and still empowering women at the same time. Keep manifesting your dreams. Guys, I want you to make sure you get her six-week guided dream goal journal. You can manifest your dreams. And I want you to check out Chai Jones on Facebook and her website. If you're interested in her Wednesday lunch brunch with the ladies, feel free to sign up for that as well. And join her group, Expat Women, learning about more ways to adapt, living abroad, traveling the world, and manifesting your dreams. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's podcast episode. If you really enjoyed it, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and make sure to share it with family and friends. Sharing is caring, and I love to share this content with others who will enjoy it. Until next time, I hope all is well. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Purpose of Money podcast. For more resources and information, check out my website, thepurposeofmoney.com. And while you're there, please sign up for our newsletter so you have the latest information on new episodes and blog posts. Until next time, keep creating freedom in your life today.